Hey, welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, the podcast with strong opinions about things that we may or may not know too much about in order to broaden perspectives. In this episode, Tuesday and Thursday, we have a very special guest, a talented guest, Monica Saldivar. Sorry. Yeah, there I try to is. say it in English and Spanish. <laughs> but depending on which part of the country you're in, it's either Monica Saldivar or Monica Saldivar. Yes, thank um, you. For that's how my right. name changes. It's either Jorge or George, depending who's looking for me. Right. <laughs> I'm sure oh, it's yeah. the same thing with uh, Roberto or Robert. Yeah, exactly. If we're on the belt, my mom calls me Robert. If we're at home, well, she calls me by my middle name because I'm probably going to get in trouble. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Monica is a Tejano music artist, but she's also the Tejano new how do you, how was the word 2020 so, Stejano's so, female so, artist of the yeah, year best new female artist okay maybe go. i shouldn't even try to say it no, too it. fast and i've already messed up so many times <laughs> it's okay a lot of people like whenever i've done my gigs the last couple of weeks they're like the new female best they, they, they it's just it's a big you know tongue twister of words and so i'm just like it's okay. It's all good. Just thank you for even mentioning it because some people, they don't mention it at all whenever I do interviews or whenever I do like certain shows. So I appreciate that. Well, I yeah, appreciate you, you being got, on here. You're going to have to start carrying a card with it. I know. It's going to have to be a plaque. Just <laughs> yeah, like a card. Like just, no, you're not. People, people are going to learn. People are going to learn your name and they're going to, they probably already do. I don't even know why I'm pretending that you're, <laughs> you know. <laughs> They already know your name. Uh, yeah. And that was a big deal. Like, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. I love doing and messing up intros. I, I hate for having having the guests to introduce themselves. So sit back, buckle up. Let's go too hard, too fast. Boom. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Hey everybody, this is Monica Sadivad. Welcome back to Too Hard Too Fast with George and Robert. <laughs> Woo, welcome um, back. It's the podcast by the people for the people. Alright. Oh, <laughs> mi gente, mi gente de San Antonio, de Texas. La raza. Hey, the Grand Perry. Yep. <laughs> the podcast of the century. <laughs> Alright, right. the best new female artist of 2020, Tejano. Woo! Yeah. And it is a lot. But I, I remember when I first saw that, um, and it was here in San Antonio where I'm located. You were doing the Tejano Music Festival? Yes. So and for fanfare. The fanfare, yes. And you were on stage, actually, and you were performing, and that's when they presented your award. And I think it's because, obviously, the, the awards were canceled the year before, right? That's right. Yeah, everything was virtual. So whenever I got my award, I got a text message. So it was just very, it was a little bit bittersweet for me. Um, especially, too, I had just lost, a lot of people had lost people within 2020 this year uh, due to COVID or, or other, you know, health issues. I had just lost my, one of my favorite cousins, Erica. And we were at her wake whenever I got the text message that I won my Tejano Music Award. And ironically enough, she and my other cousin, Veronica, with Veronica Yavance, um, 
they had won 10 years prior the wow. same award that I did in 2020. So yeah. very bittersweet moment. I mean, my family and I were just in tears. We were already in tears because we're at the wake, but I mean, yeah. we just broke down even more so because in that moment, you know, I felt like my cousin was with me. So definitely, it, it was definitely bittersweet, not just because it was virtual, but because a lot of people don't know the backstory of whenever I got my award. And so it's, yeah, it's definitely bittersweet for sure. Yeah, that is, I mean, I, I was just thinking, oh, it sucks for the artists that are like, that, you know, work so hard. Obviously, you guys work very hard to put out good music and music that people are going to want to hear, music that wins awards. And then to yeah. the fact that, that uh, you know, this award show was canceled. And just like everything else, um, everybody that worked hard for whatever they were doing and things get canceled and it's like, well, here you go. Like you still won. And so I was thinking that, but I can't even imagine what you're feeling at the point of um, this, like seeing something, your work being uh, recognized and then you can't really express in in a way of like celebration because you're in this moment. Another thing too, that was, was very interesting about the whole situation. It's like, like you said, you know, people put in, so much work and so much time this album alone it took five years my debut album it took five years to actually complete and um a lot of people don't know i've been doing this since i was um about 13 or 14 years old professionally so you know performing as a track singer first um getting into fanfare so fanfare kind of started around i want to say maybe 16 or 17 years old I had been trying out for many different projects, many different, you know, American Idol, The Voice. I tried out <laughs> so many times, so many times. But, you know, God has a purpose and a place for everything, I feel. And, um, you know, so I had been doing this for about 11, going to be 12 years. Wow. Working at my craft and working at, you know, performance and then p- recording um, in San Antonio. So San Antonio, we go to a lot. Um So whenever I did get my award, just like you said, all the hard work and all the expectations that we had and, you know, winning this award, I was like, (laughs) I wanted to do my thank you speech and I can't even do it. (laughs) I know. Oh, would you even like, oh, how about we pretend right now? Like, well, I know you gave a little thank you, but let's do it right now. If you were there, what would you be, what would you say? If this was 2020, nothing got canceled. The world stayed normal-ish. And uh, what would be your thank you speech? Is the world normal now? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say thank you to, you know, my team. Everybody knows me, not just for myself, but they know me that my family is everything to me. They go with me everywhere. My mom, my dad, my brother, Joey, um... My tia Susie, Josie, my grandparents, you know, everybody that's put in some kind of effort and some kind of support. Thank you guys so much for being a part of, you know, this journey. Thank you to my bandmates, past and present, and, you know, whoever comes along the way. Um, Thank you so much for putting in the time and the energy to be a part of this um, amazing crew, amazing band that we have established in the last four years. Um, I want to thank the producers. I want to thank the songwriters. Um, 
you know, this one is definitely going to go out to my cousin Erica because, like I said, she was with me in this moment for sure. And see, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and then the band plays you off. And then the band plays, yes. <laughs> no, I don't know about you, but I felt the emotion. I got goosebumps listening to that. Oh, thank edit you. Edit so, I don't know. So, I'm a little... Job. Good job on that one. I I I I felt I felt the emotion. Yeah, and I know you felt it too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> as crazy as getting it on stage and you know you're performing, what was that feeling like? So that a lot of people have asked me about that. My family too. They're just like, did you think it was gonna be like? that big i was like honestly i didn't think it was going to be that heavy because i mean i know it's glass i get that it's glass you didn't drop it did you whenever you're performing your hands get sweaty like you're you know we've been outside the whole time they give me the award kind of towards the end of my my set and i'm like are you sure you want to give this to me <laughs> like this is so heavy and i'm literally like carrying it with with both hands microphone right here i'm like whoa like so I mean, fanfare is always a really big event. I mean, as you know, you're in San Antonio. You see it all the time in Market Square. Fiesta, too. Fiesta is one of those big, big events. Um, so seeing the people out there, all of the people that showed up to support, and then being able to actually show my award to the people that are, you know, putting in the effort to, like, cheer and, and have a really good time, I'm over here getting choked up. You're allowed to. You're allowed to. Good time with us and, and just partying with us, having, you know, just an incredible experience. I mean, it, it gives me the energy to actually feel it, you know. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. There's some performances where it's just like the people are just, they're just standing there. There's no, like, interaction whatsoever. And I think the crazy part, I think, one thing that I feed off of the most, it doesn't matter how big or small the crowd is. If you're having a good time with me, I'm going to put an extra effort in to, to make your, your experience a lot more better. Um, Cause energy just transfers energy, you know? So like the it. whole experience behind getting the award at fanfare this year, I mean, I uh, exceeded my expectations for sure. I like well, it. So and- you say, you're saying if, if, if we go too hard, too fast, you go too hard. Too oh, fast. yeah. I'll be Let's doing cartoons and everything. No, <laughs> well, I think, and that's it. I think I saw Robert's drinking a little drinky drink. Uh-oh. So, I know, I know, Monica, you're not, you're not partaking today, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. No need for apologies. But I do want to do a little shot for 2020 Best New Female Artist of the Tejano Female Artist of the Year. So, Robert, cheers. Monica, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cheers to you with air. <laughs> that's, so, good. that's good enough. I'll, I'll appreciate, I appreciate that. But, you know, going too hard too fast, though, let me ask you this. Because this, I, I got to get off my chest and I need to ask. Uh-oh. You know how, you know how uh, people take their awards, kind of show it off a little bit? Did you? Did you take it anywhere? They do a tour around town, get some. Tacos. I wish I would have. You know, I honestly, my family is like, let's let's go here because there's a there's like a restaurant here that you know is local to us. 
Um, but a lot of people go to the Dallas location a little bit more. It's called El Ranchito, you okay. know. Um, they made a location here in uh, Arlington. And dad's like, let's go show the owner. Because, yeah. you know, we some of the times whenever I do my music videos, we'll, we'll incorporate different local businesses around the area. So like the hi-ho that's over here, we used in our music video. El Ranchito, we used in a lot of my videos. I think about two of them. I'm looking at my dad. I'm like, it was two of them, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, we had so many different um, places that we used. And so dad is like, we got to show it. We got to show it to, you know, the, the owner. We got to show it to Juan. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, if we yeah. bring it, it's going to break. You know, like, my whole thing is not so much that I don't like showing off, but I think the worst case scenario is if I bring it out, dad literally has like white gloves whenever he takes it out of the box <laughs> and we're super careful with it. Like right now it's on our, um, it's on our mantle on our fireplace. And I'm even like, I don't even want it to like, uh, move, like by a hair because I'm yeah. so scared. We're going to drop it. I so, would be stressed the whole time too. That yeah. would be too. Yeah. You saw Tom Brady with his, with his uh, championship, right? And he tossed yeah. it. No, don't worry about it. You can do it. You'll get more awards. So <laughs> we'll here, see. Here, I don't know. Here's my challenge. Here's my challenge. But you, you drink alcohol. You drink. Uh, okay. What's your favorite drink? So I was just telling George. I was just telling George. Um, the only reason I don't have a drink with me today yeah. is because we, you know, we were so busy with last night's performance and then tomorrow's performance. So it's just kind of like, ah, yeah. I didn't have time to pick it up. I was going to bring the best made uh, pickle beer. That's what I was going to bring. Oh, yeah. I don't even drink beer. This is like one of the things that I've been wanting to try. For <laughs> he just took he has it. Does he have it? I don't know. Oh, he he has it. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, that's from Dallas, too. There you go. Well, it's from Fort Worth, actually. That's so cool. it's, it's Martin's, Martin House, right? Martin House. Yeah. Yeah, Martin House. They Dang. have some crazy All the way in beer. Cincinnati. They have some crazy, crazy beer. So what, what do you think about it? You have to do like it for me. I like it. I like it. it it's great. It, you, you're basically drinking out of a pickle jar, but right. it gives a little buzz. So let's go. Now, let me ask you this. Have you tried the Michelada one? There's no Michelada the one? the Bloody Mary one. There's a Bloody Mary one. There is no, a Bloody Mary no. one, yeah. But I'll give you my address. I can get some. Either you <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I, never it I, have, to get a, I have to get a Too Hard, Too, ha too Fast t-shirt. Let's go. Oh, well, I'll tell you this. I can get, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to get you one. But yes. we'll be the only one that gets it. There other than me. Yes. First time, let's go. There we go. <laughs> because this one was uh, um, somebody that listens to the podcast made it. So they, and they sent it to me. I was like, this looks amazing. Aww. So um, I'll make sure I'll get you one. And then I'll also send you koozies. Woo! You yes. We love koozies here. <laughs> Uh, so, so I, yeah, yeah dude, my challenge, get some pickle beer, yes. put it in at the, the Hanna Music Award and do an award, award chug. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We'll see. I don't know about all that, but we'll see. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Robert's already a little too hard, too fast. So. Oh, yeah, there you go. Hey. I just get, I get a little excited because I, know how, it, I, I know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should say, I think I mentioned it before we re started recording that uh, Robert is a, huge Tejano uh, fan and you know we grew up with Tejano music and country music um, and I think both of us are very different in our choices of music because I am I feel like I usually do country more than I do anything else and right. he does 
Tejano and uh, what's that other stuff you listen to, Robert? Norteños. Little, Ay, there we maybe, go. <laughs> maybe a little corridos. Let's go. Starting like, a don't... war already with with Nor Norteño and Tejano. <laughs> the two the two things he listens to, and you're like, what's that other stuff? <laughs> I, mean, I, I listen to a little bit, a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, I like a little bit of country music as well, and and, and Tejano. You know, when I was back in San Antonio, I listened to the KXCN. Oh, and yeah. all that, and then you know, I've, I've seen the Johnny Canales show there you go. a few times. You yeah. got it, take it away, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool, and especially because my whole thing is yes, my foundation in music is Tejano. You know, I, I do perform my music that we record is Tejano based, but if you go to any one of my shows, it's not just going to be your typical Tejano show, we're going to incorporate. Um, you know, on the English side, we incorporate um, rock, pop, R&B, soul. We do country a little bit, just a little bit. Um, and then with the Spanish side, it's not just Tejano. We do Tejano, merengue, salsa, mariachi. You know, we try to incorporate a whole show so that it's not just for one specific audience. We want to incorporate the whole audience experience. Well, in that in that um, that album, the 2019 album, um, which is called Monica Saldivar, so Monica. people should go get it. <laughs> um, there's a song in there, um, and I can't think of the name. Me cuesta no, me, me cuesta, cuesta olvidarte. That one is actually a cover from. Enrique Iglesias, right? Right, yeah, oh. and you're the first person to catch that, actually. So, yeah, we have a lot of people come up to me, and they're just like, "Man, like, what were you thinking when you wrote that song?" And I'm like, "Well, I can't take credit for it, really, because uh, Claudia Brandt actually wrote the song with Enrique Iglesias." And they were like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, it's a cover song." They're like, "No way!" I'm like, "Yeah, it is." You know, my producer. Um, one of my producers on the album, who is also my music director, Victor Garcia, he came up with the, you know, the idea of making it into a Tejano song. Now, my dad actually was the one that was like, because we would we would listen to all different types of music. And when we started the, you know, the process of Mecuesta, he was like, man, like that would be such a good song to turn Tejano. Well, my music director took it, ran with it, came up with the music. And I mean, we just took it from there. Yeah, because I was listening to it and I was like, man, this song hits. And then uh, that one phrase that says, uh, um, what is it? Cinco palabras, oh, cinco letras. Con cinco letras, like, oh. yeah. And I was like, that sounds very familiar. No puedo más. Son cinco letras. Que no se yep. Like 100%. And then <laughs> you I You have obviously... to be like a real. Enrique fan to actually know that we <laughs> we asked permission we obviously wrote you know Claudia Brandt was just like hey we're doing this can we possibly you know can we have permission to do the cover and they they said yes and she actually retweeted you know whenever we released it she retweeted the song so I was like you know that's the <laughs> biggest compliment right there like that's love songwriter that's that's all love right there yeah well here's the thing and I, um, I'm going to say this, and it might be a little controversial, but um, I, I, I am a big Enrique Iglesias fan. And I, I think 
you know, obviously when I was growing up, it wasn't cool to be a fan of Enrique Iglesias or right. for some whatever reason. And But the thing is with Enrique Iglesias, uh, he was getting so so big at the time where like we at least for me as a as a brown person as a Hispanic right. person you don't see when <laughs> he's coming at the point where you're seeing that transition of Spanish singers breaking into ma- mainstream media and not just him but it's, you got Jennifer Lopez you got Ricky Martin right. um, and, and I'm probably forgetting a whole bunch of other people that were just like about breaking that you know. And I remember hearing that first time, like, oh, this guy's singing in English, or she's singing in English, or she's putting two different languages together. So that's why I was a fan, and I've heard the song before, and obviously, you know, Enrique Iglesias is big. Uh, Awesome. But here's the controversial part. Yes, that's a great song. It's an awesome song. But when I heard it from you, it is so much better. Oh, thank you. So much better. (laughs) Thank I, you so much. No, and I don't know if that's like unfair to say or that different. You can't compare, but for me, that song in a Tejano version just <laughs> hits so much better. Thank you. I appreciate that. That that's a really big compliment for me. I, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> I. It makes me feel so good that people take to my music. I think last night we were having a conversation with one of my friends uh, who's. Also in the San Antonio area, Emmanuel J. He's another vocalist out there that's that's doing great things. I was having a conversation with him before we went on stage, and um, he was just like, "I don't know what it is about your voice, but you, for whatever reason, you emote or you you use your voice to express feelings." And I don't know if that's just something that you learned how to do, or something that you are, were born with, but you make people feel a certain way. And I'm just like, I don't know how I do it. Like I'm just here and I'm just singing. But when I started music, it was to make people feel something more than what you would typically at a concert, right? Because we go to concerts and we, we, we know the music, we know the artist sometimes. We go to the, we go see the, the artist, we listen to the music, we have fun, we dance, we drink, we have a good time, right? Or like if it's a sad song, we're over here crying because we're drinking <laughs> But I wanted my experiences with people to be more fluid and more meaningful. And so when I started creating music, I thought about the songwriters that I wanted to use. I thought about the producers I wanted to use because, you know, when you're first starting off, you only get one shot, one opportunity <laughs> to see everything. <laughs> I'm oh, Mom yeah. <laughs> spaghetti. I was about to go for it. There you go. <laughs> But you only get one shot, especially as a woman in this industry, or especially as a young female in this industry. When I first started off, I was about 17 or 18 getting into the studio with, you know, producers like Mario Ortiz and, you know, Eddie Perez and um, the songwriters that we were able to work with. They're Grammy award winning, like Grammy award winning songwriters, Grammy award winning, winning producers. And I'm just, I'm just taking it in and just like, you know what? This is the reason why I'm here. It's it's not just to create something that people can dance to or drink to or have a really good time. It's to give something more that's meaningful. And it's interesting that you mentioned your age and only because, well, the age of you started because I was kind of wondering when, when it all started for you. And, and I'm going to ask you like when, 
when you found out that you have this talent. But before that, I do want to mention this weird thing. Uh, so <laughs> when I was researching, I went through your Instagram, which is something I typically do when I have a guest on and they have an Instagram. I want to see the transition. I find like there's a transition when it goes from <laughs> what, what was that? So you creeped on her a little bit. No, oh, okay. didn't creep. Not no, that much. Not, There's not that much on there. That's <laughs> the weird, yes, that is a little because I I was scrolling. I was going as far to try to see that transition because you know Instagram changes the way you use it changes the way for what you're using it for. Oh so yeah. So I wanted to see that moment, and I did find one where you posted a sophomore picture of yourself, and so I kind of did some math, and I was like, oh, okay. She was probably around 17 or 18 or maybe 19 when she did the yeah. picture. She's probably 27-ish right now. Oh, so you're this, good. So super, yeah, there you go. Super creeper, I'm telling you. I'm telling And then you. they scroll all the way to the bottom to see oh, your no. first picture that says, all right, here goes nothing or something like that. Or here, like, see how and this goes. And my face is just literally. <laughs> like yeah, this. It, was just, it was really just. Oh, and I'm going to post it on here. I'm just kidding. Okay. But then I, I, I like do a little bit up and then I see a, like your you posted your mom to, your mom's toes. Yeah. And I wonder if at this point she's still comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah. No, because like whenever I feel like with Instagram, Instagram kind of like started growing whenever I was going into college. It was 2012, you know, when when everything started to grow with Instagram. We already had Facebook for a little bit. And so I'm one of those people that I'm very, very late to technology or to social media with Twitter too. I, I cannot stand Twitter. I will just post and I don't even care if somebody comments or shares. I'm just more like, I did it. <laughs> and so like with, with Facebook, you know, you would just put your thoughts or whatever you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily post pictures until that was available. And so whenever Instagram came out, it was like all the rage at my college. I went to Dallas Baptist University and, you know, it's a 5% at the time. It was like a 5% Latin population or Hispanic population. It was mostly, you know, white people, you know, on the more, um, I wouldn't say upper class. I mean, I would say upper class because yeah. they were able to afford it. I came in with a scholarship. Yeah. Um, nice. and work study too. I had to work my butt off just to make sure I got through college. Um, but yeah, so it was all the rage whenever I first started my freshman year. And I think if you scroll up a little bit too, you'll see like ducks out of nowhere. Like you'll see, oh, well, like, I'm not on, I'm not on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no, like if you like scroll up a little bit, you'll see like ducks and then like, you'll see a pond. Like I was just randomly taking pictures of everything because I was like, is this what this app is all about? Like, and so you'll see like the pictures of my mom's toes. Cause I'm just like the artwork on the, I, I don't know. Yeah. It was just it was like, cool. I was, was like cool. so amazed. I was like, Oh, and then just, well, if it. you look at the too hard to fast Instagram and you scroll all the way, it, you'll see random pictures as well. And um, <laughs> like that has nothing to do with anybody starting a podcast or anything like that. Right. So it's just like so random. Yeah, and I'm like, I that understand with TikTok what you're saying right now too. Like TikTok is like something that's just blowing up. Like all of a sudden, we have like ambassadors or influencers for TikTok for the hunt. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? What <laughs> so do they it's do? One of those things. It's it's crazy. 
What do they do? Like they just uh, promote the Hano music? They promote, as of right now, what I'm noticing a lot of the times is they'll they'll po promote a little bit of like the newer artists. So like me, Demi Garcia, Sonia de la Paz, Emmanuel J. Those are who I consider to be like new in the industry. But then they'll go back to, you know, Ram. They'll go back to Emilio, Selena, um, Shelly Lares, Stephanie Montiel. They'll, they'll promote even Ramon Ayala, I think, at some points. And so it's just like, oh, okay, you know. That's this guy's the guy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you uh, know. Is he controversial right now? Like, should we not talk about him? Is that a thing? Does something happen with him? That's... I don't think so. I think he's doing pretty okay. From okay. Yeah, no, he's fine. I mean, he got into some deals a couple years ago, but he, he's but doing his job. But that's everyone. Yeah, that's... He, he's just doing his job somewhere. Like, it's just they pay him and they do, do his thing, you know? Yeah. And, so he's doing his thing, but he, he's a different he's a different cat. So you got Tejano, and you got Norteño, and you got Corridos. I think that's what it's mostly. That, that, yeah, because you don't know where to plug the, It's people splitting the sound. Like, we have Signal, too, but they don't necessarily consider him Tejano, but they also don't yeah. consider him Norteño. Yeah. And they consider themselves Rakteño because they created their <laughs> own genre. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you that's what I was saying earlier with the battle of the different genres, like how we were talking yeah. about you like the two different ones. You know, people will get mad at you because you support one, but you don't support the other, or you support yeah. both. But you know, it, it's just—it's a weird thing with our fans. You know, yeah. they'll either be like, "Well, that's not Tejano because there's no accordion," or "That's not Norteño because there's not keyboard." Like, there's yeah. there's something for everybody to choose. But I feel like people are choosing what they consider to be Tejano and what they consider to be Norteño. And it's okay, you know. At the end of the day, if you if you do not feel like my music is for you, it's it's all good. There's no hate, yeah. you know. But with everybody else, with all the other artists, they're just like, "But I'm this and I'm this." I'm like, I don't even label. I don't yeah, even you listen. You listen, because, like I said, like I, I I love country music. I love Tejano music, uh, but I won't listen. I'm not like I wouldn't be considered a diehard Tejano fan. Yeah, like, and that's fair. There's music that just like it like moves you. Uh, yours, obviously. If I wasn't a fan of your music, I wouldn't wouldn't have even like put myself out there to say like, would you even consider coming on? Right, so, right. See, the crazy like thing the, is, is, he lives in San Antonio, so that yeah, that's just, like the hub of the Hano. <laughs> yeah, well, see, and we're not even from San. Antonio. We're actually from a border town, and so it was so weird growing up with everybody, all my friends. My brother, everybody listens to Tejano music, to corridos, to Spanish uh, pop, whatever. Like, it had to be Spanish music. So if you're the one guy rolling up to school and jamming out to country music, George Strait and all that, uh, you know, um, everybody's like, ¿Qué chingados te crees? Who you think right, you are? Right, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, so, like, always, like, I always got messed for being a country fan. And I was like, Dude, it's the same thing. It, I don't know. Maybe you would consider it different, but to me, it was always like your Tejano. What you listen to Tejano is almost the same thing as country music. Yes, different instruments are being used. Yeah, but you dance. But the stories. Same. What would what would exactly. what would get me upset was the fact that they would say all they do is talk about sad stuff and they're always crying and whining. It was like, <laughs> what do you think Bobby Pulido's doing or Michael Salgado? Right. You know. It's all about the love that they lost or the love that they found or just, you know, from uh, one time, the one time I met Michael Salgado, he told me his uh, 
the Palomita Blanca, the Piquito de Oro. Yeah. That one. It's about his dog. Mm-hmm. And I don't hey, know if you've ever shared that before, and I don't want to blow it up. I'm sorry. I don't know if I should say that. Songs, some of the catchiest <laughs> songs are about dogs, are about land, are about, like, their truck. You know, like it does, it, you know, and people will associate it to them because they're like, oh, the words and oh, the beat. Sometimes you're a lyric person and sometimes you're just a music person. Yeah. So if you're just the music person, you're just already you're just like, I don't care what it is. I don't care what it's talking about, you know, because there's other songs out there right now that I'm just kind of like, why is that like the number one song right now? And it's literally talking about a room, a room, a room, a room. I'm like, what the heck is this? That's a TikTok song. That's why yeah. I, I first heard it. That's yeah. I heard it. And I go, damn. But then it starts going. It's because of the beat. It's because of the music that goes into it. It's not, you're not listening to, oh, that's beautiful lyrics right there. A room, a room. Like, okay. That's funny you say that the the because right now I was well, scrolling on TikTok. Yeah, I have TikTok. The cat's out of the bag. Hey, okay. But I was going on that, and then right now you hear that. Something Dilene, something Dilene. Yeah, yeah. Like, What's the song about? <laughs> but, then, but then they put it on random people just moving around a little bit. It's like, is this the beat? Is it the, the 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 words don't mean much to me or anything, but the beat is da 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 da. Right. <laughs> and then there's another one out there too, or it was maybe like a couple of months back, but it was like la madre, la madre, la madre, or something. Oh, like yeah. yeah, it was something very, it didn't make no sense at no. all, but people love it's it because it's just like, you know, you can dance to it. So I'm over, I'm over here, never once heard any of these uh, songs. Well, good. <laughs> it's because you got the, the algorithms, not, not, not well, to it I all do, matters about the algorithm. I do get, uh, I do algorithm get mad when it's a little bit more on the countryside. <laughs> I don't know what what my algorithm is. It's all over the place, but I do get upset when uh, not upset or bothered. I get bothered when my brother sends me these TikToks that are like completely something I would not like buy into. I'm yeah. Like, this, this motherfucker just ruined my uh, algorithm. <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna get this stuff because you watched it. So now that you watched it, it's part of your algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm gonna go find like stuff I like. I was like, nope, nope, like, like, like on this. Right. Um, but <laughs> since you guys are talking about lyrics and, and the beats and 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 that with songs, uh, going back to no me cuesta or me cuesta olvidarte, um, I surprised that I even caught that caught that thing that um you know the the fact that it was a cover from enrique but because i am the worst with uh listening to lyrics like i'll have to listen to a song over and over and over and over to like fully understand it Same here. um because i'll get lost either in the song the beat or and all that and then i'll start thinking of other stuff or i'll catch one phrase and i'll hit a uh you know oh like jog a, a a memory or something i start thinking about yeah. that right yeah so then by the time i know it the song's over and we're on to the next one so i want to talk about um soy mas fuerte y solo dios me dio el valor y soy mas fuerte yes because i i Played the song over and over and over and over and over and over, and it didn't hit me till like very, very later on. It's like, oh my! Like this is talking about uh, 
domestic violence. Right. You know, yeah. and it didn't like I don't and it's funny that I said they hit me. That's I'm sorry. No. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No, no okay. pun intended. No pun no, intended. It's all... <laughs> You went too hard, too fast. You're on the right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going off the rails. Yeah. Um, no. But like, yeah, that it hit me much later on that I was like, oh my, and I said it again. Um, that That's the thing, like what you're singing about, but it's such like your voice in that song. It's so freaking good. Like it just like, thank you. wow. Like, yes, in the 2019 album, like it showed like, you showcase your voice, but in this EP that you have out now, um, that one is just like your voice in each of the tracks. I think you have about five or eight in them. I do. I have five right now. And it's like, it, like your voice is really showcases even more. And then in that song, it's like, oh, thank oh you my so God. Much. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, did you feel like there was going to be any controversy going into that song? You know, like, because it, it is, it's an important subject. It's, right. uh, but it's also very a sensitive subject. Um, and I know you're bringing awareness to the situation of domestic violence and the fact that it uh, unfortunately does get swept under the rug yeah. uh, a lot of times. But did you feel any, like, nervousness about putting that out? So whenever I was actually in the recording studio, um, because I got the song um, from the songwriter, Jesse Villarreal, who's in um, Florida right now. He's, you know, based out of Florida. And we've worked on songs in the past before. He, he actually wrote uh, Juntos Tuyo, which is on the debut album as well. And he reached out to me and he was like, I want to work on a song with you, but you need to know already, like this song isn't your typical Tejano song. It's not going to be Tejano. It's going to be a balada. And it's going to have a lot of sentiment because it's about my mom. And I was like, okay, what is it? Let me know what it is. Let me read the lyrics. Let me hear what you have to say. So listening to the demo, listening to the words, actually going over the words with my family, because uh, truth be told, I'm the same way. I'll have to listen to something over and over and over again to actually get the concept of what it's talking about. And another thing too, is that my, my Spanish is a little broken. It's not completely perfect. I didn't grow up. Um, well, I didn't grow up singing it and I didn't grow up reading it, writing it, everything like that. So I learned that as I got older. Um, so listening to the song from his words and his voice, I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I know that it's not my typical. I know that I'm a new artist coming in, but what better way to, to talk about a subject with somebody new, with somebody that, you know, is, is trying to do something more important than herself kind of thing. So we got into the recording studio and it, it took, it took a couple of tries. It wasn't something that I was just like, hit it out of the ballpark right away. And then we're done. Like, it took a lot of emotion because as a person myself, I have not fully gone through somebody, you know, and in, in a relationship uh, being domestic abuse, you know, and, and that could look like anything. It could look like physical abuse. It could look like mental abuse. Um, some of these women and some of these men have gone through because it, go it goes both ways. And depending on 
you know, it doesn't matter your age, your gender, your sexual status, like it happens to everyone. And, you know, getting into the studio and trying to channel that, you have to channel those emotions for people because ultimately this song is not for me. It's for the people that have gone through it or has lost somebody from it. Um, so whenever we released the song, I wanted to name my album, my EP, So I Must Worth It, because, you know, it meant the world to me to be asked to be a part of this, you know, almost like a campaign, if you will. Um, and when I released it, a lot of the radio stations, they at first they were like, we can't play this. You know, we can't play this. It's too slow. The people aren't going to grasp it. Um, you know, it's never going to make the countdown, like, because we have this big thing about countdowns in San Antonio and over here as well. And I was like, that's fine. That's okay. But just give it a chance. The worst thing that somebody can tell you is no. Right. And we, my, my family and I, my dad, for example, he's my dadager. We all know that. Um, <laughs> he like he that will one. push and push and push. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that, how that, many times yeah. I know you have to give him one. Yes. And that's why my family and I were so strong because we don't take no until we know that, okay, you know what? We did everything we could. We tried to do it the respectful way. And if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. But lately, a lot of the radio stations have said, thank you for, you know, pushing as hard as you did to get the song on the, on the radio, because we've had people calling in, you know, talking about their stories, their testimonials. Um, there was a lady that, you know, was in the music industry for Tejano. Her name was uh, Ernestine Romero. And she passed away from a domestic abuse situation. So ultimately, with, with all the testimonies, with all the stories that came out of this, it's a really hard topic to talk about, especially in our specific genre and our specific culture of people. But it's necessary. Yeah, I like and it. I, like I love it. all that. Right. Oh, well, Rob, I don't know if you should like. What, what do you mean? You love all that? Well, I, mean, I love that. I love, I love that. You I love that because you're right. You're in, in our please, culture, please explain. In, in, you like in that culture. You, I love, I love that that, that, that you, you do have to bring it out because it does happen, and, and, and people do squash it, and people squash it within themselves, and people squash it within the family. But so it, it definitely will hit different, like you said. Uh, um, trying to get it out there, get that message out there, kind of speak about it. And nowadays, it's a little bit more easier than it was obviously years ago um but also to love to hear about your dad like pushing and pushing i said earlier like that yeah you know like yeah. Yeah, but but at the end of the day that, that's what that's what dads are for and that's what your man is for and, yeah. and, I, and, and and that's great because it's like you said earlier jorge said earlier and like you said, it you have to repeat it and hear it like a few times the the music, and I think that's what the radio stations did for you. They'd listen to it a few times and they figured out, oh, you're right. Absolutely, they, they were absolutely right about this one, and that's why they play it. So that uh, the whole story, that's what that's what I love. I think that that message was a good one to share. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm glad we got to share that on here because, like I said at the beginning, like. I like to open up uh, these conversations to different perspectives. And so obviously, you know, this being a very sensitive perspective, but it's something that needs to be said, needs to be uh, brought out to the, you know, whoever's going to listen to it in a way, I guess the audience, you know, like when they go in to hear Monica Saldivar and they listen to the song, 
and not expecting it like I did, but it opens up something in a way of like, hopefully helping somebody. Like this podcast yeah. is also like anybody I bring on here, I want to share something that will eventually help somebody. Maybe not everybody, but somebody. Right. Right. So I and think- I feel like that's what, that's what opens a lot of doors for the people currently. Cause I mean, let's put it this way. Whenever we were in COVID season, right. We were you all call it COVID up. season too. I call it COVID season because that's what it was. It was yeah. a season of freaking just quarantine. Like when you think quarantine or the word quarantine, I think of the horror movie, the scary movie. Yeah. I didn't think of it as like something like, yay, I can yeah. stay home and eat all day. Like I was just, I was so upset because I teach, COVID. I, uh, I teach voice lessons and, and beginner piano. So if you can imagine, this is what I'm looking at, like yeah. on Zoom and they're just like, dee, dee, dee. so it's just, I was just so annoyed with it because I wanted to get out. I wanted to see people. I wanted to talk to people other than the people that I love, which is my mom, dad, and my brother. But, you know, it's it's something that you're just kind of like, is there anything else out there for me that I can watch or listen to or sing? Because I, I watched, like, Grey's Anatomy, I don't know how many times. <laughs> you know, like, and that has, like, about 10 seasons, you know. But podcasts like this are important for people, especially people that can't necessarily go out and, and really get out of their house currently, whether or not that's, like, due to sickness or because of COVID or they're afraid of everything or, you know, it gives people the opportunity to, to hear other stories and other perspectives, just like you were saying. So in a way, this podcast does help a lot because it's not just telling my story. It's, it's really a conversation. It's really like, they're going to feel like they're part of the conversation. So thank you so much for doing your podcast. Oh, well, thank you. That makes and it's sense. for the world. It's not for just anybody that's watching. For the world. Yeah. For the people. Depending on yeah. the country. For the race. For the race. And for no, if you're not a race, then for you, for whoever. Whoever's listening. I hope it helps. Uh, but let's turn things around a little bit. Um, let's bring it back uh, to the fact that I wanted, I meant to ask you, when you realized you had this kind of talent. Hey, 2H2Fers, we're going to take a pause here with Monica Saldivar, the... 2020 Tejano Music Awards winner for Best New Female Artist. Woo, baby. And we're coming back on Thursday. We're going too hard, too fast. We're going to find out, is Tejano alive? Is Tejano dying? Well, we're going to talk about Tejano. Who knows? We're, gonna, we're actually going to find out some secrets that I didn't know about Tejano. And then we're going to hear her too hard, too fast story. We're going, we're having a great time. This was awesome. I really appreciate it. Remember, get her music. You can listen to her on any streaming platform. See you guys. Actually, Robert, what do you have to say? Tejano lives, I say. We'll find out Thursday, though. Let's go. And with that said, <laughs> see you guys later. Dear to be you, dear to be weird. Bye. Just don't look. Cool.